0: And he just kept going. And then I, like, couldn't get a word in edgewise. But basically, the one thing that I remember from the date, really, to this day, is he was like... (laughs)
1: Ashley and
2: Sam and this is episode three and we are here with our very first guest who we will let introduce himself now.
0: Hi everybody my name is Riley. I'm ecstatic to be here. (laughs) Yeah I mean I'm a very loyal fan of the podcast and of (laughs) you girls just in general so I'm just I'm so happy to be here and I feel honored and privileged.
2: Well. Oh, that's really sweet. Well, we're excited to have you. So I actually met Riley back in college. Uh, He was in the class above me. I, you know, I went to ISU and I joined an acapella group and right away, you know, befriended some girls in the acapella group that actually are, um, they're the reason that I met Riley and got so close to him to begin with. And we definitely would have crossed, crossed paths, you know, and been friends. But if it hadn't been for, you know, our friend group, I don't know that we'd be as close as we are today. And we just... Stayed good friends throughout college, and now we live like pretty close to each other and mm-hmm. we'll be friends forever. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically, acapella kind of uh, put our worlds together, and you know, it's been happily ever after <laughs> ever since. I
1: met Riley actually through Sam. Over the summer of 2021, we met during a virtual Big Brother game, and we had this alliance with all of the people that went to Illinois State University. It got a little messy. But that's how I met Riley, and we've been <laughs> vibing ever since, and I love it because now Riley is one of my best friends, and I love Riley to death.
0: Oh, well, I love you so much, Ashley. Aww. Um, Yeah, no, we were in an alliance in our big brother, and... <laughs>
1: we were the last two ISU people. We were. Yeah. I mean,
0: I was top two.
1: You were top two.
0: <laughs> I don't know how, though, because I've literally never watched the show before, <laughs> but it was beginner's luck, and, you know, I... <laughs> Very much believe that Ashley helped carry me as far as I was going. We carried each other. Right? So,
1: Sam, Sam, you were the villain. Like, yeah. Okay, so the funny. So actually, the funny thing is, this will be a good
2: way to get into the episode. I'm going to air some dirty laundry here. If please from, do. If anyone, the steaming tea. I'm going to, I'm going to spill the tea. If anyone from Big Brother is listening, and so basically. A couple of our friends decided to host this virtual Big Brother game where um, essentially we all like played the game of Big Brother, but like in group chats on Group Me. So it was virtual and then we do the challenges via like, um, what was it, like Facebook rooms or whatever, almost like, uh, it's kind of like Microsoft Teams. Yeah. So we had five people that went to ISU and then all the rest were like from the other town that um, one of our hosts is from or like from, you know, his college or whatever. And, you know... Us five ISU people were like, oh, we all went to ISU. Let's create this alliance. And I just so happen to be the common link between all of these people. But um, I, for some reason, was made to be the villain of this entire story. And like, and that villain, like in a bad way, like they were like, oh, Sam's the mastermind behind all this. She's played such a good game. She's so strategic it was actually just my boyfriend, Josh, the entire time. And everyone was like, it's all Sam. Sam's doing this. She's orchestrating this. And it was literally just Josh. And so they kicked me out and I was like, you know what? Good. Because you have the person who's actually doing <laughs> the heavy lifting here.
0: <laughs> Which is actually really funny because, Sam, I mean, you are really smart. And I feel like you could be, you could have been, like, the leader of all of the things going on. But you're also, like... So nice to a T that, like, you definitely <laughs> weren't the one that was stirring the pot. So no! it was just... It was a really funny experience now looking back on it. But um, I don't know. It's just... <laughs> it was really funny that, like, you were the scapegoat.
2: Uh, but yeah, it was... It was funny, but to keep it lighthearted, hearted um, before we get into like the nitty-gritty stuff, we're actually gonna play a little game called Swipe Right or Swipe Left. Ashley has uh, chosen some celebrities that we're going to say whether we would swipe left or right on.
1: So, first one, uh, Sydney Sweeney. Swipe right. Swipe Swipe right. Swipe right. Absolutely. Oh, my God.
0: I think that she's just insanely beautiful in every sense of the word. She's
2: just so talented. I haven't even seen Euphoria. Neither have I. But I've heard, like, so many good things about her. So, yeah, I say for sure, swipe right on Sydney Sweet.
0: I will say that uh, The White Lotus on HBO. um, First of all, great show. Everyone who hasn't already seen it should go see it. um, What's it called? We're not sponsored by them, but... (laughs) Um, Yeah, she plays... The daughter of Laura Dern, we love her.
1: Next, Ryan Reynolds.
0: Is that even a question? It's definitely swipe right. Swipe yeah. right. Swipe
1: right. Are, yes. His relationship with Blake Lively is just. I love them together, and also Ryan Reynolds is so cute. I mean, oh at, yeah, look at him in like his Deadpool suit. Are you? Are you kidding me?
0: I mean, look at him out of his Deadpool oh, yeah. suit. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite movies ever is The Proposal, and he's in it, obviously, is like, the main guy, and ugh, rest in peace, Betty White. Literally, oh my, my favorite movie ever. He's just, he's amazing. He's, not only is he just beautiful, but he's so funny.
1: Next up, Courtney Kardashian.
0: Okay, so everyone's gonna hate me. I'm a bad <laughs> gay for this. I honestly never kept up with the Kardashians, uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna say swipe right. Because they're just all beautiful, but I don't really know who she is.
1: I would swipe right, because I fucking love Kourtney Kardashian, and she's my favorite Kardashian. If you know me, then you know I fucking love her. I
2: love Kourtney. I would also swipe right, but personally, Kim is my favorite Kardashian.
1: But I would totally swipe right on Kourtney. Next up, Chris Hemsworth. Uh,
0: Swipe right, of course. Yeah, we love Thor.
1: I would also swipe right. Um, I do prefer Liam, but... I think that's just because I grew up with Liam because I was in like this Miley phase. Mm, Yeah. Um, So I kind of knew him more before I knew Chris. What do you think, Sam? It might be controversial.
2: (gasps) Okay, come on, T. I'm going to say swipe left just because I don't – like I'm not that familiar with him. And when I'm swiping – I mean, I don't swipe in real life, but like in, in this virtual game when I'm swiping, sure. I'm thinking about their personalities too. I don't know like much about uh-huh. him, so I'm going to swipe left
1: on Chris Hemsworth.
0: Mm-hmm. Next one,
1: Selena Gomez. Swipe right. I'm also going to swipe right because she, oh my God, she is my favorite celebrity. Swipe right, friggin' super like, buy Tinder gold or whatever it is. <laughs> I love her. I love Selena Gomez. The Rare Impact Fund with like her beauty company that gives money you know towards mental health that's so important so so important zayn
0: malik okay i think this is going to be controversial i'm going to say swipe left and i'm the reason why i'm saying it is because all the stuff that happened recently with him and, and Gigi. Gigi. yeah we don't condone any sort of violence whatsoever so yeah it's a no for me
1: same I think he's gorgeous, but it is also a no for me. So, left. Sorry, Zane.
2: I also feel like he's just like the king of cringe. Like, something about him just makes me cringe. Like, think about what's that friggin' song? He, we'll piss out the neighbors. You know what I'm talking about? Like that song? <laughs> Why
0: did you just sing it in I don't cursive? No, no. Why did you just
2: what's sing that? Song called wet dreams, bed dreams, whatever.
1: What it called? It's pillow
0: talk. Oh, shit. <laughs> wet dreams? <laughs> am i thought you said you're <laughs> swiping left not right i, oh, I am swiping
1: God. left for sure because friggin whatever pillow chat is just a cringy <laughs> song <laughs> and yeah. it's a no from me okay next one Haley bieber
0: ashley and i recently have had this big obsession with Haley bieber and she just posted this black bodysuit no it's just a top it's not a bodysuit did i send it to you yeah.
1: yeah. I'm the one that sounded cute because I was like, I need this. I want this in my life. Yeah, yeah. no, it's Although amazing. And like matching outfits. Yes. yes. And yes. I was
0: like, I'm going to wear that. Even though I don't wear anything remotely like that, I was like, this is so hot. So super like. I'm not even swiping right. It's a super like.
1: I feel like mine might be a little controversial because I do love her, but also I've heard so many things about like her personality and I don't know what to believe. I think she's so hot. I think she's so gorgeous. Gag but I might swipe left just because I've heard so many awful things about who she is in person. I don't
0: know anything about her. I only know what I've seen on Instagram. So
1: I'm going to have to say, I'm going to agree
2: with you, Ashley. I think she's beautiful and she's actually one of like my biggest like style icons. And like, like I look, look to her for so much like style inspiration, like makeup. She's, stunning.
0: Okay, well maybe I take back my super like <laughs> <laughs> based on all this other information so I'll just give it like a, a very soft like but I really, I love her content on Instagram.
1: If we ever make it big, don't hold this against us. Let's be friends. <laughs> Haley,
0: please don't yeah, hate Haley, us. Haley, I'm
2: sorry and I'm sure that you would prove me wrong and that you're lovely. Okay,
1: last one. Um, Jacob Alordi.
0: Oh, he's the guy on euphoria right? okay okay so i don't really know him i just know of him but based on what i've seen i would say swipe right because i think that he is just so beautiful
1: i don't know too much about his personality either if i did maybe this would change but i'm also gonna swipe right because he is just gorgeous Mm -hmm. oh my gosh and he was also in that like teeny movie on netflix the kissing booth I thought he was really cute in that too. I
0: never watched that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am also going to swipe right because I loved him in the kissing booth. Um,
2: I know that that movie is, con- or all those movies actually are considered very cringy, but it was like, it, you should watch them. It, they were so camp um, and I very much enjoyed.
0: Speaking of camp and also attractive men, I know you don't have them on your list here, but Darren Barnett.
2: Oh my gosh! Never have I ever is the best, truly the
0: best show I've ever watched on Netflix, and that was thanks to Sam showing me. But you should have put him on the list here; that would have been great, right?
1: I show everyone Never Have I Ever because it's such a great show. Um, If you do watch Never Have I Ever, we should do an Instagram poll. Oh yeah, Mm. Team Ben or Team Paxton? Let us know because this is a controversial topic. We all
0: have one right
2: answer, and it is Team Paxton. (laughs)
1: Riley, do you disagree with us
0: still? Okay, <laughs> so I I really like them both. I'm really in between, and I know that's a really awful answer to have, but I think I'm team Ben. I think that he is just better for her in the long run. Honestly,
2: okay, here is my opinion, and I've told I've told this and to Ashley, and you. I've said I I've, um, Josh and I are big time like team Paxton, and I told him this too. The reason why I'm so, like, diehard Team Paxton mm-hmm. is, like, she did some really shitty shit to him. Oh, my horrible, God, yeah. Horrible, horrible things. And, like, he was never mean to her. Like, he never said anything hurtful. He never called her anything bad. He definitely needed his space and needed his, like, distance from her, which I think was justified because a lot of the things she did – were horrible but ben has straight up been mean to her and said mean things bullied her for like all these years and to me ben's only like redeeming quality is his sob story it makes me feel bad for him and sad that he has like such a sad life Hmm. and so i really look at like the character and i think like to me you know, obviously, Davy does some horrible things, but she's the protagonist, and somehow, like, they find a way to make it's you love her. Yeah, they find a way to make you love her, and so obviously, I'm always rooting for Davy. Um, but I am big time team Paxton because he was never like an asshole.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. I the only thing for me is that I feel like Ben was so much more willing to be with her wholeheartedly and not have to second guess his feelings for her. And maybe that's just me projecting on, like, <laughs> like what I want in a partner. But, like, I don't know. I think that someone who is willing to, at the drop of the hat, tell you how they feel and provide for you. I don't know. I feel like that is so much better than someone who's going to idly stand by. I get what you're saying with the space thing. But he just seemed like he wasn't emotionally mature enough to be in a relationship with Davey. And also, I don't know. So long tangent, but go watch Never Have I Ever.
1: Uh, Also, I think we've all talked about this, but the representation in Never Have I Ever is just immaculate. Absolutely immaculate.
0: Mm -hmm. Totally.
2: While we're on the topic of shows being inclusive and like being woke and everything, I know, you know, when we were sitting down to like talk about this episode and, you know, figuring out what we wanted to discuss, we were talking a little bit about Queer Eye and um, just like how you see it through the lens of a gay man, and I just like I thought it was really interesting and true how you elaborated on it a little bit. So I would, would just be interested to hear you, you know, explain your thoughts on queer eye and the intent and everything behind it.
0: Yeah, sure. So plot twist for anyone who doesn't know, I am in fact a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, I am not an expert on <laughs> like everything, but I can definitely give my two cents and you know, my understanding on the world. Basically how I view Queer Eye is an umbrella, like for all media. I think that representation matters so much. So any sort of show that is going to be on a major platform that deals with um, putting queer people in, you know, the driver's seat or the main character role, I think is so important and that it's not just a straight person playing a queer person. I think it's important to put uh, queer people in the driver's seat and as the main characters and things to show that representation for people who, like me as a kid, like I never really got to see it that often. So I think anything is, is better um, and I think that we're making strides in the right direction. Um, but dialing in on Queer Eye specifically, I always say that Queer Eye is not queer, cult, uh, queer media for queer people. It's queer media for straight people. Um so what I mean by that is, you know, there's these guys um that are the you know, Fab Five, obviously everyone's seen the show, mm-hmm. and they are kind of these heightened Um, versions of themselves, obviously for camera, right? And they're really palatable. They're really nice people. And I think it's really good to show that across the country, especially in places where people might be more bigoted or they have very opposite opinions (laughs) to like, you know, how progressive we are and, and things like that. So I think it's really important to show that, to have it be a household name and have these experiences not be anything but normal um but it's because of how palatable it is I do think it's kind of a double edged sword at the same time where it's showing a filtered version of what queerness is
1: I mean I definitely agree with you I I always thought of it as you know a queer show for straight people that's kind of how I've always perceived it and that's how I've talked about it with my friends and obviously like I enjoyed watching it because it was kind of like I don't know if this is like stupid to say, but it was kind of like my, not like an entryway, but like a way into a, oh my God, excuse me, into learning more about the gay community. I don't know if sure. that's stupid to say. Um, I don't think it's
0: stupid. But, I think that's what it is for a lot of people actually. And I think that's kind of why it's good. Like there's it, definitely good things about no, the it's, And
1: it's so interesting. Um, But it's nice like hearing your perspective on things too, just because, you know, I feel like I never really talk about this stuff and I'm yeah. happy that like we're talking about it together.
0: I know, right? It's it's kind of like I again I think like media like this is stuff that you take for granted. Like especially as, you know, straight women, like yeah, you guys totally. get to see a lot more of yourselves represented in the media oh, yeah. where you don't think 100%. about it, right?
1: Yes, 1000%. And No, but I just remember like I I think maybe you and I were having a conversation we were like Yeah, we're just two straight women. Like, what the fuck do we know, you know?
2: Yeah, and that's, like, really the whole purpose of us, like, having different guests on the podcast and everything is, like we said, like, our whole thing is, like, great minds think alike, and so we're really excited to have Riley on today to kind of tell us a little bit about something that we don't necessarily know as much about as he does. As we were just talking, like, about TV and everything, I guess kind of a good segue into, Getting more into your life and, like, how Mm -hmm. you came to be, like, the proud gay man that you are today. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Like, who you are. And then let's start from square one with, like, as a kid, what was your, like, awakening? Like, when did you... (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense. My awakening.
0: Like, Yeah,
2: yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Well, okay. I think that a lot of queer people listening... Maybe have similar experiences to me, but I would like to say the underwear aisle at Target was definitely an (laughs) eye opening experience. (laughs) 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 You know, just like casually walking down the aisle and then be like, What is that? (laughs) (laughs) So, definitely, you know, one of the times where I was like, There's something going on here. That's so funny. (laughs) I would also like to say that watching. One of those old um, Batman movies from like the 90s. Uh Oh my God, the guy that plays Robin in it. There were just abs on top of abs on top of abs. (laughs) And that was very much an awakening for me as a young child. So,
2: Around what age would you say you started to like notice these things and like feel like, oh, what is this?
0: Well, you know, I think something about being queer, but specifically gay is like, I always knew that I was different than other, I don't know, kids my age. But, like, I didn't really know what the term was or what the word was for the way that I was feeling or how I thought I was in the world versus other people. I mean, people would call me gay and stuff, but, like, I didn't even know what that really meant as a kid. You know, people, back when we were younger, oh, my God, that makes me sound like a 30-year-old man. (laughs) Back
2: in my day. Back in my
0: day. We used to say gay is, like, (laughs) Being stupid and like, I don't even think yeah. people even really knew what it meant. So. I don't think
2: so either. Yeah, I remember yeah. when you kids would say that.
0: Yeah, so I, I honestly don't think I really knew like what it meant and like didn't even really say it to myself until I probably was like 12. I definitely kept it inside and I didn't come out until I was to my family. I came out when I was a senior in high school during my like the winter of my senior year. And then publicly, I didn't come out until the summer after my senior year of high school. So like right before college.
1: Um, If you're comfortable sharing, can you tell us a little bit more of what it was like coming out to your family and coming out to the public?
0: Sure, yeah. Everyone's experiences are totally different. And I just want to preface coming out is definitely something that you should do on your own time in a way that you feel you need to do it or not. I mean, like, it's really up to you. And, and it's a personal thing. And you should never let anyone steer that conversation if you're not ready to, to have it. Me, I was with my, so I'm, I come from a divorce family. So I had to kind of do it in a couple different ways, which is like, the worst thing ever, because it's like peeling a bandaid off and then having to do another one. Oh my so gosh. um. but basically, I was with my my dad's side of the family and we were going to see the blue man group in Chicago and you know we we made like a family night of it and we we went out and had dinner prior to us going then we saw the show and then we drove back later as soon as we got back in the car so okay for the people that don't know the briar street theater where the blue man group is is in boystown which is also where we're recording the podcast um so very close to home for us that that's uh one of The U.S.'s oldest gay districts, neighborhoods, I should say. And basically, so we were in the gay neighborhood in Chicago and I was like, oh, if there's any time to do it, I'm like, I better do it now. So I told them in the car ride home, which I think is a really risky thing, like looking back on it. But I was like, you know what? If I tell them now, I'm at least in, you know, a small space with them that if they have questions, like we're going to talk about it. Because you never know, like coming out, you literally never know what someone else is reaction is going to be or how they're going to perceive it, um, what the situation could be like. And I knew that being in the car, they ha- had to keep driving. They had to listen to me. they, And then eventually, like, we would, you know, move on from it. So honestly, I just felt ready in that moment. And it was just a gut feeling. And the rest is history, I guess. Right. And then it was just telling one person and then another person and then another person.
2: So we're your or were your parents slash was your family were they the first people you told
0: no they weren't I actually told my best friend andriana who was a grade older than me in high school And she already graduated from high school, but she was back from college. And I was like, hey, I have this thing I really need to tell you. Like, let me know when you're free. And she was like, oh, well, I'm going on this trip with my family. And she's like, you know, we're leaving or whatever. And I was like, okay, but like, I really have to tell you something. And she was like, okay, say less. I'm going to, you know, come see you. So we went to Dunkin' Donuts and... We sat on the hood of my car, got ice cream, and I just... She kept asking me, like, oh, like, you know, what's going on? Like, why are we out here? And I, like, couldn't form the words, and I just... Couldn't even look at her. I had to like look off into, you know, the distance and just say it. And I just ended up crying. And um, that was the first person I ever told. And, you know, she just told me that she loved me no matter what. And honestly, we've been best friends ever since. So I guess the moral of the story is make sure you do it on your own time and do it slowly if you need to. And make sure that it's people that, you know, you love. I know you never know what the outcome is going to be, but it's a... Difficult process, but it gets better. <laughs> so,
1: no, I'm I'm honestly so happy to hear that you know it was a process that you were able not to get through easily, but a process that you were able to. I'm just happy that you were able to progress. I wish that I knew the right words because, Riley, I love you, and you know that like I I'm so you too. so proud of you, and I like couldn't imagine my life without you today. So yeah. Seriously, same thing
2: Ashley said. Super proud of you. Glad that you were able to, you know, get through that. And like you said, quote unquote, like it got better. Do you feel like the more you said it out loud, the more people you told, the easier it got to tell others?
0: Yeah, I will say like the hardest people I think it was to tell was my family. And I think it's just because of the opinion that I have of them, like they're just, you know, I love them so much and I wanted to just make sure that nothing was going to change between us. And I'm so lucky that, you know, I have a great family and a great support system around me that I didn't have to really worry about it, but you never know. And I guess to answer your question, yeah, it does get easier the more that you do it. I think it's just a matter of like making sure that the people that you tell are ones that are, are worth telling and the hardest thing for me was just like after telling all like my family was like the last thing I had to do was I just posted about it on Instagram. Cause I was just like, this is how I just ripped the whole bandaid off. Like this is if, after I do this, there's no going back, I guess. And after I did that, I just felt so free and I never looked back. Honestly,
1: this might be kind of like a heavy question. And I'm so happy to hear that, you know, your family was super supportive, mm-hmm. but I do know that there are a lot of, People out there with you know family that isn't supportive. Do you kind of have any advice that you would give to them? Yeah. Um, I mean, you didn't have to go through it, but maybe you know others that did go through it, or maybe you had thoughts running in your mind. You know, before you had told your family of how am I going to cope if they don't accept me?
0: Totally. Yeah. And you know, thank God that our culture as a society is like getting better at this being a norm, and so hopefully this isn't something we have to keep you know, hashing out, but Absolutely. for the people that are listening and, or, you know, if you know someone that they maybe don't have the same privileges that, you know, I did and others should have, I would say, make sure that you surround yourself with, if not your actual birth family, like a chosen family, like, like in college, us, you know, Sam, when we had all of our close friends our apartments living together, you know, that was our chosen family and yeah. making sure that if you can surround yourself with people that, you know, love you no matter what, it doesn't matter if they're your blood or if they're, they're just, they're your family through and through. And if you have that support system, you know, that's all that really matters at the end of the day. So if you tell your family and they're not as receptive in the way that you need them to be, just make sure that you have that safety net um, available to you. Totally.
2: Totally. And then I guess kind of segueing off of that, what advice, I mean as Ashley and I were saying a little bit earlier, we are just two straight women yeah, we don't know and shit. we you know are always trying to learn and you yeah. know educate ourselves and you know, kind of make sure that we're not blind to the reality that other people, you know, have to go through and the differences and how like privileged we are. Like we were just talking about media earlier. What advice or what would you have to say to someone who's just trying to be a better ally?
0: Sure. I would say definitely make sure you do your research I mean, even like watching things like it depends on where you get your information from. Like, I would make sure that you don't just watch Queer Eye and say, oh, I'm an ally because because I've seen two episodes of Queer Eye. Make sure that, you know, like, you know, it's a really difficult thing for people to have to do is to come out and to, you know, have to worry about people loving them or not. And I would say, you know, treat people with kindness Even if, you know, you've like you're just talking to someone for the first time, it's really important to like just carry that through. There's a really good show kind of circling back called We're Here on HBO. I think that everyone should watch. And that is queer media for queer people and for non-queer people. Basically, it's there's three drag queens that are from RuPaul's Drag Race that are really famous, and they go to rural places in the U.S., and they put on drag shows with um, different people that are from those towns. And some of them are, you know, straight allies. Some of them are queer members of the community. And basically what they do is they put on these shows, and they, you know, pass out flyers to everyone in the town because they want to start getting the culture changed, you know. And the only way you can do that is by accepting One another and loving your neighbor and not being so mean to people, you know, and not judging them. So the best way you can be an ally is honestly, just to be friendly, love your neighbor, want to make the world a better place, one person at a time.
2: Well, I had never heard of that show and I'm definitely going to watch it now. That sounds so interesting and so cool. And I love that they're doing that. But while we're on the topic of things that we might not know about because we're straight, (laughs) let's talk about the difference and challenges between, you know, just dating as a heterosexual person and dating in the gay community. I know you and I have had, you know, personal conversations Mm -hmm. about this, but I think that I've learned a lot, you know, talking to you one-on-one. And I just think that, you know, from the conversations that we've had i think anyone could benefit from kind of hearing about it so i would love to hear you like talk about your experiences the challenges any struggles and sure. just open up and go for it i guess
0: yeah so uh dating and relationships in the gay world is night and day from you know what it is for you know my girlfriends and heterosexuals uh that I'm friends with <laughs> and I would say one of the big differences is that uh, in the gay culture, the hookup scene is like way more rampant and like apparent than it is in the straight dating scene. So um, it's kind of like the default that like everybody's just looking for a hookup and no one's looking for a relationship, which Honestly for me like not to like sound too sad but I'm such a hopeless romantic that like I'm trying to find my prince charming out there and oh. you know he'll come To me, when he's supposed to, Uh, that's definitely a big difference.
2: Well, I know we've talked a little bit about like dating apps, and Mm -hmm. you know, we've talked about how social media and like Instagram, and you know, how everything is so like digital these days, really like connects the gay community. Can you just talk a little bit about that? I know you've you've opened up about that.
0: Definitely, there's a big difference in terms of like dating apps. Tinder is a lot different for. Gay guys than it is for straight people, so it's less of a hookup app and more of like a dating app traditionally. Because I know for Tinder, for yeah, right. Because
1: that's really interesting. Yeah, wow. I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna
0: say that. I'm not gonna say that it's a hundred percent like you're trying to find your partner. That's definitely more Hinge or like Bumble. But I feel like Tinder is definitely more mild than what I've seen of my girlfriends like sharing their Tinder's to me. So.
1: See, I think Sam and I are kind of oblivious to this type of thing cuz neither of us were ever on dating apps. We said this like neither of the us got on them after our breakup and I don't think we were on them beforehand. So, we're we're
2: kind I, of lost up there. I had t- I downloaded Tinder for 2 weeks in college when I just like needed a little bit of like a confidence boost cuz I just wanted people to message me and tell me that they thought I was pretty
1: and then I deleted it. <laughs> I love that for you. Honestly, I love that As for you. As they should. I guess this is a perfect segue into maybe just talking about like good or bad dates that you've had um just anything funny anything again good anything bad just is there anything you'd like to share
0: I mean you know I've been around the block um there was one time in college where I went on a date with somebody and we were we were sitting at a cafe I think it was the rock if you guys remember <laughs>
1: Yeah, in Uptown.
0: Back at ISU. And basically, we were having, I don't know, food or drink. I don't even remember at this point. And we were sitting, and he just kept talking to me and talking and talking and talking and talking. (laughs) And And I was like, you know, I'm a really polite person. I, like, don't mind. I actually prefer a guy that communicates. I mean, that's, like, (laughs) golden if you can find it, right? And he just kept going. And then... I like, couldn't get a word in edgewise, but basically the one thing that I remember from the date really to this day is he was like, oh, you should watch The Last Five Years. It's my favorite movie. And I was like, I don't know that I want to... Like, I like, didn't say that in person, but I was like, I don't know that I want to watch this movie now because like, I'm going to have this bad memory. <laughs> so anyways, I watched it and I love musicals. I love movies. I love musical movies and it just was not it says and i don't know if it's because the movie itself was not my favorite or because it was him. or if it's cuz like it's now a tainted movie because oh of God. the the date
1: Sam do you have any like bad date stories whether it was like with an ex or just like a random date
2: um so there was this guy
1: my freshman year of
2: college that i was like talking to he went to a different college i went to go like visit him whatever And we like went on this date to this like local restaurant that was like kind of near like on campus. Like it was kind of like the rock at his college. And we sat down and we were like on the date and literally he did not speak a word to me the entire time. He was just watching the basketball game like behind my head. And like literally, I think we maybe like spoke two words the entire time and then we just got the bill and like went home. And I was like, okay, weird. Anywho, I later find out that this man has a Donald trump cardboard cutout that he owns in his home and that's yeah. not a cute look so no, it was definitely, not. definitely a regret
0: well see you know that's the universe telling you that you were not supposed to be in a relationship with that person now,
2: <laughs> how how did you meet this guy <laughs> Um, we had, like, (laughs) mutual friends from high school. Mutual friends. I think we met, like, on Twitter or something. Like, we just, like, followed. We had, like, mutual, like, followers. And that was around the time that those stupid, like, DM me an emoji and I'll tell you what I think about you. Like, things were, like, circulating. Uh. So, I think it was probably, like, one of those.
1: I think I told you this. I did question our friendship for the slightest bit when you set me up with someone, like, on a date. And we went on our first date. And he goes... I'm not gonna lie, you're kind of a catfish. Cause I was like, Ex- yeah. excuse me. But he saved himself because he was like, you're prettier in real life than the pictures. So I was like, okay.
0: I do have, I'm just remembering now that we're on the subject of talking about bad dates. So there was one time I went on a date with this person. And normally, like, I like to go out, like, when I'm first meeting somebody, like, I don't really like go over to people's apartments for the first time. But this was during COVID. Like, I think early COVID. So I was like, you know, it's fine. I'll I'll go over there instead of, like, going out because I think it would be, you know, more dangerous to do that. So we, I show up at his apartment and we were planning on, like, just ordering food in, like, hanging out, just, like, literally hanging out. And then we were going to, I don't know, figure out what we were going to do after, right? And we, I go to his place, literally, like, it was so awkward. We, like, were sitting on, like, the floor of his bedroom, like, just, like... Hanging out. We ordered food and we ate. And thank God, Ray, my roommate slash best friend, whenever I have a a date, which I guess this is bad because I'm exposing myself now (laughs) (laughs) for the whole world to hear, but we have this thing where... I will, like, have an out. So, like, if I know that it's going to be, like, a bad experience, I can, like, text him and be like, hey, like, call me at this time and say, like, oh, you have to have me come feed the cats at home or something, like, so that way I can, like, get <laughs> out without it, one. Without it being. One. Well, I mean, you have to look out for yourself, yeah, right? Like, you be smart. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely had to pull that card uh, and go feed the cats. <laughs> <laughs>
2: While we're on the topic of like dates and first dates, something that I think, you know, we can blow over on a first date sometimes is <laughs> a red flag. So let's let's dive into red flags. Yeah. To you guys, like what are the biggest red flags in a man?
0: Okay, this is so generic, but I feel like this is really true. And I really hope that you guys agree with me. But being rude to a server or anyone oh, that
1: yes.
0: is like in anyone the service in the industry, it's basically what it is.
1: One thousand percent i think mine's a little materialistic for like my first one but if if they can't dress like if they that's the
0: risk you run with straight guys though so like that's definitely more of a thing that you guys need to worry about i don't know like
1: i just don't want to go out with someone that's dressed like a 12 year old like i i care about like how i present Mm -hmm. myself for the most part like you know there are days where i'm in sweats like whatever but you have to present yourself to the world in some way like you don't want to look like a 12-year-old when you're like 25, 26, or however old you are.
0: Totally. And a, and a date or like meeting somebody yeah. up, like that's your first impression. You don't have to wear a tuxedo, but you have to give a little bit of effort. Because if you're uh, yeah. showing up and you're not at least giving a little bit, yeah. like give what's the something. point? Yeah. I
2: always say that my biggest flex is that my boyfriend knows how to dress himself and I don't ever have to worry about what he's going to look like leaving the house. Because <laughs> I've, I've been through that experience before. I won't yeah. lie. For me, my, like, I think biggest red flag for, like, first date is, and this is not to, like, I'm not trying to, like, assign gender roles or say that I, like, prefer one thing over the other, but in general, when a person does not offer to pay on the first date, I feel like both people should be taking out Mm -hmm. their wallets Mm -hmm. and, like, you know what I mean? And I don't know how many people have seen, have you guys seen How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. You have to do the check dance. If you don't at least take your you know, if both people don't take their wallets out and do the check dance and like offer to pay, I think that's a red flag. It just shows like, it shows some initiative on both ends. One of my like red flags, pet peeves,
1: whatever. One of my biggest red flags, and this is more so like when you guys start getting to know each other and maybe start dating, if they don't make an effort to get to know your friends and get along with your friends.
0: Absolutely. That
1: is so important to me. My ex didn't really make an effort to, you know, have a relationship with my friends he kind of just pushed stuff aside and i was always with his friends and i thought that was really annoying but whatever
0: (laughs) well your friends are an extension of you i mean like you keep good well hopefully you're keeping good people around you that like reflect who you are your humor like stuff like that and they should be able to fit in they don't have to be best friends with your best friends but they should be able to meld you know and
2: like going off of that i think another like pink flag stemming off of that red flag. Pink flag. Is, <laughs> Riley coined You heard that. it here first. Yeah, you heard it with Riley first. I actually um, did invent that he, term. It's true. Um, but another, like, pink flag is someone that, like, when you take them around your friends, they have, they have to be, like, glued to your side and can't, like, start yeah. their own conversation yeah. with your friends and get to know them. Like, I understand maybe, like, the first couple of times, like, you know, sticking to your person because they're who you know or, like, ending up back over by them. But someone that, like... If you two go out and you're with friends, if you can't leave each other's sides. Like I always feel like that's like
1: uh to mm-hmm. me at least. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I
0: would yeah, I would I would go as far as to like build on that and be like someone who maybe is either like on their phone a lot or like someone who's not offering that same kind of connection, kind of like what you're talking about. Like if they're not there to be in the moment, like they don't need to be Oprah Winfrey. They don't need to be, like, (laughs) like having these, like, lines of questions, like, that are super deep, which, I mean, I would love, but, you know, that's not the expectation, but if it gets to a point where it's just, like you're kind of, like, pulling answers or, like, communication out of them. I feel like that's a really big red flag. Um, Well, going off of relationships, I just want to say I feel like I have a really good relationship with the two of you, and I'm so happy to be here on this podcast with you all.
1: I think I can speak for Sam and I when I say that we're so thrilled that you're our first guest, and when we first talked about including guests, you were the first person that came to mind.
0: I mean, as I should be. (laughs) <laughs> no but honestly this is is a dream so
2: well we loved having you on and seriously obviously you're welcome anytime um and we're just i feel like the conversations that we had today you know good mix of fun and lighthearted, but also like a bunch of things that i feel like are really important for our listeners to hear because in looking at our like demographics of who's been listening to us It's primarily, like, straight women. And so I think that this is something that is going to be really good for people that may not have, you know, the same experiences that you've spoken on to be exposed to and to get to, you know, dive a little bit deeper in. And maybe as a straight woman who's trying to be a better ally, sometimes I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is a really good judgment-free zone, really awesome way for people to learn more and so I just want to thank you for being so open and being vulnerable and coming on and talking about these things and, and being you know you never know who you might be reaching or helping so
0: yeah and again just like a small thing of advice before we go just make sure if you if you are afraid of like what to say or things like if you're coming at it from kindness and you're starting with kindness and that is that is the bridge of any sort of communication, right? If, if you're doing it out of love and you're trying to be understanding, that's all that matters. And I think that as long as you can convey that to the person that you're talking to, you don't have to worry about how you're coming off. Because you can always ask questions. This is what I talk to people about, like, with pronouns and stuff all the time is, yeah. like, I know that I'm privileged that I only use, you know, he, him for my pronouns. So it's very easy um, for me, but if you're if you are ever in a situation similar to that where you feel like you don't know if you have the right answers or you're going to be judged or whatever, just come at it from you know an understanding of like, hey I want to say the right thing I maybe will mess up, but I'm trying to come from a point of kindness and I think nine times out of ten the other person's going to respect you and try to help you along.
1: I think that's honestly something that I needed to hear. I don't know if you feel the same totally. way Sam, but um just hearing a different just hearing a different perspective on things that's always reassuring and I think every day we try to educate ourselves and just try to become better people and having you know you on has really opened up my eyes a lot more and given I've known you for a bit now but I feel like I know you more and I am just so happy and I'm happy that like our listeners get to know more about you and um, they're going to get to follow you because we're definitely going to link your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you guys
0: can follow me on um, my Instagram is Riley Naughton and uh, my Twitter, I think, is <laughs> Naughton Riley. I think it's the opposite.
2: No, but seriously, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And I really hope that, you know, this, this episode ta- taught someone something today. And I yeah. think it definitely did.
0: I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. Um, I can't wait to come back for future episodes. I'm planting the seeds
2: now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have you back anytime.
0: All right. Thanks, everyone.
2: See you next week.